so let me tell you this, man. Let me tell you about uh, me wasting a bunch of my time. Though I, I'm a little hesitant to say waste because for me, it was the most fascinating shit that I've done all week, which mm-hmm. is very sad once I tell you what I did. But um, I got really curious about Dave the Wendy's guy. Do you remember Dave the Wendy's guy from our youth? He was like the old guy who was doing the, Wendy's commercials. What, the, the old guy that started Wendy's? Yeah, that guy, right? Yeah, yeah got really after, obsessed. Right? <laughs> no, that's just, that's just a dude. That's just a guy. Yeah, Dave Thomas is a real fucking homie. And I, yeah. like, for some reason was like, I got to look this up. Like, I got to know what this dude's deal was. Don't know why. Don't know yeah. what compelled me. But then I, like, went through it. And I'm like, so what's the deal with Wendy's? All right, this Dave Thomas dude, who was, like, a staple of my childhood. You know, he was around mm-hmm. all the time. Sure. Um, you know, you find out that he actually got his start. Like, this is what got me. This is what I'll tell you what really got me into the fucking world of this. Right. Was that mm-hmm. he gets a start. He's working as a line cook for something. And then in 1964, some fucking homie in a white suit walks through the goddamn door. OK, do you know who this guy is? It's not Colonel Sanders, is it? Colonel Harlan Sanders oh walks through the goddamn God. door. Right. And like convinces Dave to franchise some KFCs Two Titans in one room. Are you kidding me? You don't even realize like this is exactly what happened to me. I'm like, suddenly this is a goddamn origin story. Okay. Like Like, Sanders is not even real to me. He's like a cartoon character. He's like an American myth. He's like Paul Bunyan, you know? So just the idea of him walking into a restaurant and being like, you're going to franchise this fucker. Like that's, that's (laughs) next level to me. Thomas was like, your white suit and your southern charm does nothing for me. You're not even a real colonel. Fuck you. So he says no originally, right? Oh, wow. And then, yeah, Colonel Harlan Sanders doesn't like that shit, all right? I, so he's like, no. I can't imagine why he would. Right so, right? so he basically, he's like, I don't take no for an answer. just keeps showing the fuck up. And eventually, Dave Thomas, weak-willed motherfucker that he is, caves mm-hmm. into the colonel and franchises a bunch of KFCs and becomes very, 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 very successful become so successful right that they become very close friends the colonel believes in him as like oh man this is like my guy in the south right like he can grow these businesses and shit like that really beautiful fruitful relationship for about four years and at which point they've gotten so successful that dave sells his his stocks back and cashes out of the company right Mm -hmm. no big deal says he wants to go and do some other things works with like a financial group or something like that right and then later in life he opens a wendy's now Colonel Harlan Sanders dies in like the 1980s or whatever, like in 1980. So I figured that this was a situation where mm-hmm. like Dave made his money, waited, his good friend died. And, and, yeah. and, and then he thought like, now it's okay. Now it's all right. It's safe. It's not yeah. gauche for me to go and start my own fucking thing. Bullshit starts this one year after he leaves KFC. Right. Oh so this God. is a blood feud. You know that the Colonel was like, but I loved you, son. Like, <laughs> like trying to take care of him. And he's just fucking betrayed now. You know what I'm saying? So like this goes on. And like, I, I was for 11 years, the Colonel has to fucking deal with the fact mm-hmm. that this asshole that he fucking taught everything that he knew, took that knowledge, went off and started some fucking, you know, other franchise, which is now the, the third most popular in the world. Ain't nothing wrong with bronze, you know what I mean? But what 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 got me interested in this is like, all right, so he starts Wendy's, right? And yeah. I had to figure out, like, all right, so the the whole uh, myth is that Wendy's is his granddaughter, right? His granddaughter Wendy. Mm-hmm. Fucking lie, man. Melinda Lou. Bitch's name is Melinda Lou. She ends up being in commercials later in life too. And I'm just like, this is all predicated on a fucking lie. Like Wendy's wow. is supposed to be like. I mean, so look, you, I don't know if you're as pissed off about this as I am, but like my the I mean, narrative of an entire thing was a lie, sir. 
Yeah, I, I trusted Dave, you know, like my whole life. Like I, I always saw Wendy's as a bastion of truth, you know, yeah. honesty, the American way. But Never as I get burgers. older, I, yeah, yeah, as I get older, I realized that, you know, the American way is a lie. And now I'm realizing that Wendy's is a lie, too. It was honestly more disappointing than, uh, I don't know, Finding Forrester. Do you remember that movie? I don't know why. That just popped into my mind. It's a stupid fucking movie. Sorry to bring that up. But Sean Connery's teaching a fucking inner city basketball kid. Like, no. Yo, the man just now, no. dog. <laughs> Yo, I heard it, this interview it, it with was, him. It gave us that. So, <laughs> Is that what you liked about it? I am, I'm glad you exist. And I also hate <laughs> that you exist because you made I, uh, YTNMD the thing. For like three years. <laughs> I, um, what was I going to say? I fucking, I heard this audio, audio clip of, of Sean Connery talking to Barbara Walters mm-hmm. where he defends making a statement about slapping a woman. Right. Like, and she even gives him an out. She's just like, well, you said this clearly you don't yeah. feel that way anymore. Right. And he's like, no, I absolutely do. <laughs> like, like wanted to like <laughs> double down on it. You know, he's like, I'm not saying it's great, but when a woman won't shut up, what are you supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't know, not hit him, Sean. Like, this is some weird wow. old country shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that guy's a little fucking extra, isn't he? Like, he's always been out there, but. You could you tell know, he's I'm, sort of an asshole. Like he he's the James Bond without the suaveness, but just all the misogyny. You know, you, you you took away Wendy's and now you're taking away Sean Connery too. Like you're just destroying everything that I hold dear. Um Yeah, I don't <laughs> Remember know. Remember Kevin. <laughs> Highlander. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> at, at, at what point, uh, you know, because everybody's like, oh, I got that racist grandma. You can't change her now. She's 85. Uh at what point do you say Hey, old person, let's have a talk. Um, this isn't okay. Here's why. Or at what point do you just say, let him be, let, let him be free, you know, be free, Sean Connery. You're going to die mean, in like two years, whatever. Right? Yeah. He's super how, old. How I mean, is at he this still point. alive? Is he just running know, on you know, pure, it, like, sexism? Spite. <laughs> spite? <laughs> like <a> spite. Yeah. <laughs> spite of the opposite sex. No, I don't know. Cause I was thinking it's like a Gene Hackman situation. Like usually when you have a job to do, you stick around a little bit longer mm-hmm. to make sure you do it. Right. But like yeah. him and Hackman, have just like, we're retired. We get into bike accidents all the time now and shit like that. So I don't really know what's going on there, but it is one of those things. Like speaking of racism though, cause if I can bring it back to Colonel and, and Dave, all I wanted to do, like, let me tell you, this was not a noble pursuit. All I wanted to do was find out every horrible racist shit that either of them had done specifically the colonel because you know yeah you, you know that, that fucking... guy was a racist piece of shit like he was a southern gentleman drinking mint, mint juleps and just you know <laughs> owning plantations i assume like what else was he doing there's all these weird stories about him like dolores's mom once told me she was like colonel sanders created the spork and i'm like that doesn't sound right, but it's right. I promise you. And then I looked it up and it wasn't right, but I did, I was just like, I'm just going to let her have it because I think she really needs to know that <laughs> Colonel Sanders created the sport. Like that's going to make her life better right now. So I was like, all right, he did whatever. But yeah. it was like that. There's a lot of people who said that he owned slaves despite him being born 40 years after the civil war. <laughs> like, so. I was going to say, yeah, that would be, um, that would be extra right there. If he actually owned slaves, yeah, I don't know. If there's maybe a better word for what that would be, but uh, extra is evil, what I'm going for not now. extra, yeah, pure, purely evil. Um, he was probably involved in some kind of human trafficking, though. Like, well, like what else? You assume so. I mean, this was a guy like make no bones. Even if I couldn't find something like publicly that he was a racist, I mean, he was 
a, a colonel, not from the army, but from like the Kentucky guard, you know, like the volunteer army, they made him a colonel and they only started that fucking army so they could like rope up blacks during the civil war. That's a fact, dude. So I, uh, I'm a little hesitant to give him any credit, even if he was the most well-dressed man in all of fast food. Right. He really was. Um, I mean, he was fucking, oh man, Mark Twain got his inspiration from Colonel, not the other way around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like facts. Like retroactively. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colonel was, you know, it's a situation where it's just like, you think you're the reincarnation of that person before they even yeah. die. That's what happened. Okay. Like, cause I think Mark Twain, I mean, unless I'm really wrong, I think Mark Twain lasted a really long time. Like, didn't he make it like almost to like the 1890s? Didn't he? I'm almost positive. But in any case, that's what happened. Colonel Sanders came out and it's like, I'm the reincarnation of Mark Twain. And they're like, but Mark Twain's not dead. And it's just like, doesn't matter. I'm the reincarnation. Um, Mark Twain died in 1910. Yeah. All right. See, he made it, dude. He, he lived a life. On the 21st of April. So just, you know, eight what? years ago. My birthday. Hey. <laughs> That's you not know? something I'm super happy about. But yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, Mark Twain. Like, like Roger Ebert died on my birthday. Mark Twain died on yours. You know, two literary <laughs> titans. Mark, <laughs> Mark Twain, Prince, and Vern Schroyer. All in the last hundred <laughs> and nine, uh, 18 years or whatever. Right? <laughs> But you didn't like that because you're like, Prince, okay, yeah. Prince yeah. is arguably the purple Mark Twain of music, sure. Mark and, Twain, he's the Mark Twain. And then Vern Troyer. And then Mini-Me. Wow. I feel bad when he died. I didn't even call him by his fucking Christian name. I called him <laughs> Mini-Me. And I'm like, how fucking just rude and awful, like, Yo, degrading to this guy. Right? I feel bad like, about it, but what are you going to do? You know, there's nothing you can do. Freaking Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he was 20 years old when Mark Twain died. So, uh, oh, yeah, dude, there's some crossover <laughs> he, there. He fucking took that. I bet like he was a fanboy, watched mm-hmm. him at all his fucking presidential speeches and shit like that. I mean, I'd like to believe so, but that's my thing. So for better or for worse, this fucking super racist guy goes down as a smiling. Fuck- I mean, he's got Reba McIntyre playing him now. Like the colonel has pulled a Groucho Marx, man. He he is he is like stayed in the pop culture consciousness for mm-hmm. years. Well, after his fucking death, Um and I think that's that's sort of impressive. What I'm really getting out of this is that all of these guys are assholes, though. Because did you ever watch The Founder, the fucking Ray Kroc movie about McDonald's? I, I sure did, my friend. I like yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I like Nick Offerman the most in that movie. Um, yes. What I was going to say, though, is just that, like, okay, none of these guys are great. Like, even if they play that movie, that movie was, like, intended to give him a little bit more leeway right like yeah he's doing some unethical shit but in his mind he's trying to respect the values and shit like that bullshit that was that was hollywood trying to clean something up after the fact like he's he still came out looking like a real son of a bitch at the end so like the sanitized version of ray croc still looks like a son of a bitch um i can't imagine what the real guy was like uh i enjoyed that movie though it was informative (laughs) I think that's the problem with all the like biopic shits though, because like I like walk the line, mm-hmm. but I also know that Johnny cash didn't kick drugs that moment that he proposed to June, you know, like that movie right. ends and you're like, Oh, he did it. Now they're going to get married. And you... No, like he was an addict for like a decade after that moment, at least. Right. Well, according and... to Johnny cash, the myth of how he kicked uh, drugs is that he crawled into a cave and stayed there for a week and came out and he was clean completely fine didn't have any withdrawals none mm-hmm. of that shit that they talk about and then he hopped uh. on a train and he wrote a bunch of great hit songs i don't know 
I don't know. Yeah, what no, that man. Guy did. He's on the hobo cart. Was there a name <laughs> for that on the train? Like the train, you know, where all the hobos would hang out. They're just catching a ride to <laughs> just the, the next town car. over. <laughs> Maybe they just had a pre-installed hobo car because they assumed hobos were going to be hopping. Yeah, on. they're like, not on the main train. Get on the yeah. hobo car, you fucking hobo. Like, you think that's how it went down? <laughs> they don't want the hobos getting mixed up with the inventory. You know, you don't want to ship a hobo to Salt Lake City or something. You you want to make sure that you keep your shipments separate. The Mormons would not be okay with a hobo. No, it's, it goes against their religion. Yeah, they are very anti-hobo. They don't want hobos walking around. Uh, go into their churches and I don't know what Mormon, what do Mormons even do? <laughs> I don't know. See, this, this is where I want to be careful because it's like, I don't know enough about Mormonism other than it's complete bullshit made up in the last 200 years mm-hmm. that I, you know, that's like my bigger problem with it. I don't want to completely hate on someone's religion. I know magic <sighs> underwear. I know that milk is like a thing. They don't mm-hmm. drink any alcohol, which I'm not even hating on that. You know, maybe that's a better thing. Mitt Romney's uh, you know, 70, but fucking great. And that's because he hasn't ruined his life by drinking his entire life. You know what I right. mean? Like, maybe they're maybe they're on to something. Um I, I think the main thing that bothers me about Mormons is that, you know, the Mormons will come up to your door and it's like two 18-year-old kids and it's Elder John and Elder Patrick. And it's like, why whose elder are you? Why why do I have to call you by that name? Why are you introducing yourself to me, someone who is 10 years older than you? As I'm Elder John and I'm Elder Patrick. How would you like to hear about the Mormon faith? So you don't like the title because it it presumes that the, the people have more wisdom and experience and age than you. And yeah. that's often case, not the not the actual go, case. Go get back on your bike and learn a thing or two and then come yeah. back to me. Ride around for 10 years and then come back. <laughs> and then I'm still going to be like your 10 years too young. You know what get, I mean? Go on a Forrest Gump tour of America. Just bike across the states. Come back. And then we can have a conversation about how your religion sucks. <laughs> um, did you ever watch Book of Mormon or ever listen to Book of Mormon? I did. Yeah. Did that not endear it a little bit to you? I'll tell you what I liked about that so much was that even though it's fucking weird and out there, mm-hmm. it seems like to me that people who genuinely were trying to respect their religion, like yeah. that they didn't understand. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was like from the guys who did South Park, I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. And it was surprisingly fair and like yeah, I, I thought good to the religion. It, it was almost like a celebration of faith itself, which yeah, I, I respected. Yeah, no, there there is a lot of respect um, and a lot of deference to the Mormon religion. Like they take the piss out of it, but they, yeah, I, I thought it was very even handed. And I mean, they did that in their original Mormon episode of South Park, too. Um, they kind of made that point that, you know what, even though this is dumb and it doesn't make sense, it makes these people happy. It gives their lives meaning. And I have no problem with religion on that level. That's kind of why I've chilled out a little bit. If you start legislating morality or, uh, say around it, that's the problem. Yeah. Or whatever, like, yeah, then that's the problem. But when Kevin Smith had that heart attack and then Chris Pratt was like, Hey, I'm praying for you, man. And people lost their shit on Chris Pratt. I'm like, this is why we lost the election. You fucking idiots. You don't realize there's nothing wrong with praying. Okay. But it's like, there's something wrong when you're saying thoughts and prayers in lieu yeah. of actual action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's the problem. So I am with you, man. There's no point in being shitty about anyone else's religion, unless they're Mormon. But, um, my larger point <laughs> is that like, even in South park by South park logic, remember the Mormons were the only ones who were right. There's an episode where like, they go to the afterlife and he's like, who was right. He's like, the Mormons. <laughs> and like, Fuck. Oh, Good old South Park. Hey, so listen, dude, 
I was uh, I was walking around. Uh, I went to BAM this last weekend for something. And I don't even remember what it was for. Oh, the A Quiet Place, the Krasinski movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Isle of Dogs. When I went to go see Isle of Dogs, we're, we're going around this fucking thing. And uh, I see a sandwich board from a restaurant called Sophie's. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And it said Sophie's Pick on it. For, and it was her sandwich. And it, it just became like... They couldn't do Sophie's Choice, right? Like, they knew going into that. They're like, we can never put Sophie's Choice on a sandwich board because right. it immediately brings up the worst fucking imaginable decision <laughs> ever. But Sophie's pick we can get away with. I don't know why that cracked me up so much, but I was just like, how many times do you think she put it out there before someone came up to it? I think Sophie should have just doubled down, you know? Just just, just go full, Fuck full steam ahead. Sophie's Choice. Swiss on rye. Oh, I thought you were talking about Sophie's Choice from the movie Sophie's Choice, and I was like, you depict neither. Fuck both of those fucking assholes. You don't need them. You're a stronger person without them. There's a sequel to that, which I've never seen. Uh, it's Sophie something. I mean, yeah, right? Your eyes lit the fuck I mean, up when I said I've that. I've never seen Sophie's Choice, but I feel like it's not the kind of thing you what? want to franchise. <laughs> Her second choice, her mistake. Like, I mean, how many choices did this lady got? It's crazy. Hold on, I'm gonna look up what it's called. So Sophie's Choice, and there was a sequel, and it was called Sophie's Oh, just showing me choice again. Hold on. This is riveting podcasting material. Sure is. Or wait, 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 is the No, see the novel's the same thing. Or maybe there was a novel to the book. Or a sequel to the book or something. Look, all that matters <laughs> is that she made the wrong fucking choice. All right. I'll find it later. Fucking Nazis. Pick one of your kids. Fuck you. All right. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Is this movie about Nazis? You don't know what Sophie's Choice is about? So I'm over here making Sophie's Choices know. jokes about the Holocaust. I already feel like a piece of shit for joking about the Holocaust. And you're not even on this level. Meryl won an Oscar, son. One of like her first I five. Don't... Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out an unpopular opinion. I'm not that big of a fan of Meryl Streep. I think she's fine. I'm not a completionist. I didn't see August Osage County, and I don't intend to. I actually really like that movie. Um, but I'm a fan. Really? Of, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of that playwright. Who is that? Is that Tracy Letts? I think who wrote that. He's in Lady. He's in Lady Bird. He plays the dad in Lady Bird, and I think he's great. But yeah, no, I actually really really like oh. that man. And I also like Margot Martindale and. You know, because of the BoJack stuff and nothing else, mostly. But uh... yeah, well, you know, in fair, like, uh, okay. So, so my main thing with Meryl is not so much Meryl herself, but it's just that the Academy Awards just oh yeah, her a nomination every year, no matter what she does. Absolutely, and And that that is annoying. Oh, who me? Yeah, no, that's annoying. I mean, did did you see the poster? No, you didn't. That's right. You were going to, and then instead, you almost saw Fifty Shades. Which I've still not uh, completed that trilogy. Yeah, but I God, will you update so the about it. You're like, listen, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna buckle down and do it. That was literally six weeks ago, and it, we have not. It took a lot out of me because I really want to reiterate here: it, it's a movie in which Dakota Johnson is doing her best to be funny and yeah. engaging. She's wonderful, and yeah. she's and she's starring opposite the biggest charisma vacuum yeah, I've ever hole. seen on the big screen. <laughs> He's just sucking all of the energy out of the movie, and she's just trying her hardest, and you just feel bad for her. Yeah. You really do. Remember that time you saw a black hole in Interstellar? Remember that time? Like, Jamie Dornan is still more of a fucking vacuous, you know, empty (laughs) vessel than that actual black hole. Okay? (laughs) Oh. 
Good lord. Just my, yeah. just my opinion. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't watch don't watch Fifty Shades of Anything. Uh, watch something good. <laughs> that's that that's all I got. <laughs> don't don't watch bad things. Uh, it's not instructive. It's not good for you. Um, do we want to talk about a film that we just saw? By the way, I mean, we can if you want to. I was going to only bring how, up how, one other thing. Feeling? These are our two roads. We can either go down the Avengers route, which I'm sure people actually yeah. do want to hear about, or hear me out. Mm-hmm. We can go down equally entertaining. Uh-oh. I was going to rant about some Carrot Top for a minute because Carrot Top is the worst fucking human being who's ever existed or will ever exist. Okay, we've been putting the fucking onus on Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, all these Mao. Fuck mm-hmm. Mao. Mal wishes that he was on Carrot Top's level of fucking hor- horrible, but we don't have to go there if you don't want to. We can do Avengers. Like uh, this is a choose. This is an R.L. Stein choose your own adventure podcast right now. I mean, I think we can do both. I, I say let's just cram them both okay. in there. You so my know, my biggest problem with Avengers is that third act scene where Carrot Top shows up, and you're just like, "Fuck, dude, this movie's already so fucking bad. Do we need Carrot Top? Like, is he possibly right. a messiah? You know." <laughs> And the answer is yes. Honestly, the movie got better. No, uh, Carrot Top is not an Avengers, sadly. But we can talk Avengers, man. I mean, like, here's the thing. Going into it, I feel like if we have any fans, we're going to lose all of them now. But that's fine. I'm I'm okay with it. I just want to make sure that we can be funny while we do this. Because the truth is this, that, like, I think we're both going to get very negative here. <laughs> like, we're going to go yeah. to a dark side uh, and never I, return I'm gonna do my. I'm going to do my best to keep it as light as possible. All right, all right. Um, go ahead. So I saw the Avengers Infinity War. I, a little background about me. I'm not a fan of things, mostly. Um, I, I don't think I've ever really been a fan of something to the point where I set myself up to have super big expectations and it affected me on an emotional level. At least I haven't since Spider-Man 3. Then I saw that and it completely just, you know, ruined me. And ever since then, blockbusters, uh, I I just assume they're going to suck until I see them and they don't suck. So that said, I went in with the lowest expectations I possibly could have for Avengers Infinity War. I don't give a shit about Marvel. Never grew up reading comic books and uh, I still didn't like it. I'd give it a D. I don't know if I'd give it a D, but I'd give it a solid C plus or something like it. There's just, there's so many things to like on an individual level. Like, but my mm-hmm. problem with the film is that you cannot like all of the parts and still come away feeling cold and like yeah. apathetic. You know what I mean? Like that's all I can yeah. say about it. That's the largest problem. Absolutely. It was amazing to see all these people interact. Like I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird to see the Russo brothers do a version of black Panther that wasn't Ryan Coogler's black Panther. And I was just like, Ugh. So this is what this would have been like if it was like any other person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's weird. It's man. not great. Um, it's not a great film. Uh, it's just felt like a lot of things happening in front of me. And I was just passively watching it. I think that was my biggest problem is that I was just a passive viewer. And when I watch anything, I want to be engaged. I want to sit up in my seat. I want to be, you know, involved emotionally, just on an emotional level. I don't care if the plot doesn't make sense, just on an emotional level you know, get to me. And there were very few moments in this movie that actually got to me. Uh, Spider-Man dying spoilers, whoops, uh, was, you know, an emotional moment. But aside from that, it's the only one that actually felt earned in the film because, and not even from what they did in the movie, mind you, but what they did in previous movies with that relationship. So when he's like falls and he's hugging Tony, you're like, Oh shit. You know, like I did feel that moment, but that's, I don't know, man. I got into an argument with a friend of mine. Who's just like, who loves it? 10 out of 10. 
doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter how many like holes I poke into it. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he asked me like, well, are you going to love it after, uh, you know, the second one comes out and it recontextualize it. And I'm, and I'm, so I made the Godfather reference mm-hmm. earlier. Cause this is what I yelled at him. Right. He's like, this is a movie yeah. 10 out of 10. I'm like, but the Godfather is a fucking 10 out of 10. He's like, well, they're not yeah. the same thing. And I'm just like, okay, when it's convenient, these are movies that need to be elevated, right? Dark Knight should have been nominated for an Oscar because it's not a comic book movie. It's a crime film with comic book characters, right? Like, right. when it's convenient, we want to say these films can stand up with the rest of everything. But then when there's criticism, oh, it's just a comic book movie. And what I told him right. was this, like, bro, you got Godfather 1 and it's perfect. Like, it's a perfect film. It is. And then... You get Godfather 2, not to recontextualize it, even though it does. Like, it's not like you need Godfather 2 to save Godfather 1. They're both fucking masterpieces on their own right. That's the difference here. So even if Avengers comes out and they write every single wrong with this, it's still going to be like, okay, but you needed another film to make your film look good after the fact. Instead of just being a good film while it was. That's like the biggest cardinal sin for me is just, you can't do shit like that. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't have characters not acting like themselves for the sake of like well we got another hour and a half of running time so let's just like how quick was that movie almost over like halfway through i was like oh shit all right like i wouldn't have even been mad about it because it was like it was like the incredibles man like oh they all use their powers together and they got this and Mm -hmm. they could have like figured out some way to do that but man i just i i left the movie feeling so cold which is sad because there were moments that i loved you know i will say this the set piece of thanos throwing a moon i knew about that for a year and i still loved it like visually i really loved that moment and it sucks because there are moments where you're like oh shit when thor shows up oh shit it doesn't but it doesn't fucking gel into anything i don't know i'm ranting now go ahead my bad no 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 you're fine you're absolutely fine uh the movie doesn't work without coincidence like you accept a certain level of coincidence in these movies but just the Guardians finding Thor floating through space and then him still being alive, uh, just shit like that. I feel like we could have had an entire other movie just getting everybody into place before this movie happened because so much of this movie is wasting time on coincidental meetups and team-ups. For sure. You know what I actually said? I said, uh, you know, say what you want about Ridley Scott's last 10 years of films or whatever. But what I've liked what he's done with both Prometheus and the alien films is that he's done these like weird 20 minute prologues before the mm-hmm. films, right? That adds so much to it. I really feel like, and if they had yeah. done that, if they, if they'd done like, Hey, here's an eight minute one shot of Gamora and we're going to have her tell some story, or here's an, here's a 20 minute short film of Nebula trying to sneak onto Thanos's thing. Like any right. little thing to give us like some fuck one, you could have paced that out over a couple months. We would have mm-hmm. like had some real anticipation, but going into it, we would have known so much more, you know? And I, and I know that that's not exactly great either, but at least we would have got the context we needed going into the film that would have made the emotional moments actually hit home when none of them did. Like zero, like yeah. maybe one or two tops the entire film. And then you're ignoring entire characters, backstories and arcs. Like, did it not strike you as a little bit odd that Hulk is back on Earth after being in Hulk form on an alien planet, dimensional space rift or whatever the fuck Goldblum was dealing with over there? Yeah, uh, he comes back. He sees Black Widow. He's like, hey, Nat. Oh, got got really upset. I, that's what I was trying to explain to my friend. I'm just like, listen, dude, Captain America is not really a character in this movie. He's just a cardboard 
of yeah. cutout of Captain America. Same thing with all these things. I was just like, dude, you're telling me that we can't even have a moment. One moment. I don't need a whole 20-minute scene. Just one fucking moment between mm-hmm. Bruce and, and fucking uh, Nat. Like, that would be yeah. such a big fucking moment. Like, why couldn't they give us that? And, yeah. you know, my main criticism, again, is just like, dude, that's fine. Someone has to get shafted. We have 20 spinning plates. I understand that. But yeah. like, if you're gonna shaft people, make the other fucking relationships work, and not not a fucking one of them. The only thing mm-hmm. really good I could say about this character wise is that they did make Doctor Strange a better character in this movie than in the previous movie. Like for I sure, actually, I actually did like Doctor Strange using his powers, being all weird and mystical and shit. I was all about you know Benedict uh, Cabbage Patch. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's his real origin story. He's an actual living cabbage patch kid a seven foot cabbage patch who doesn't know that he's fucking you know not real the pinocchio situation sorry go on uh, i you know i have a question for you if if dr strange looked at every possible outcome um of this fight and only found one in which they win then why do they still try to defeat thanos and have this whole plan to defeat Thanos and then it doesn't work out? Or did he know that it wasn't going to work out and didn't tell them because that's how it needed to go down? Hey, man, this is this is movie logic that I'm not even going to get into because either way, it's not a great answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, it's like either he's a negligent asshole who's holding on to vital right. information or right. he's a fucking hack. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want either to be the case. It's Yeah, that's right. I have another question. Why? Yeah. Uh, is it that Iron Man's suit is made of nanotechnology, but then Thanos is pulling it apart like it's, you know, just a bunch of free prefabricated uh, metal pieces? Wouldn't it turn into nano dust or something? And yeah. why does his suit just do whatever it needs to? He's basically venom at this point. You're getting too into the woods on this when there's actual like instead These of the are- nitpicky shit, like but but like the thing you said the other day or yesterday, which is just like like Wanda is Soviet. Y'all remember this, right? Like, or did you just over three years forget that yeah. she is a Soviet fucking like in, in this movie? She talks in a, just a completely generic American accent the entire time. Yeah. It's really yeah. bizarre. I, I don't and know. That's my point. That's some shit to be mad about. Yeah. No, it's just these little things like Iron Man's suit did bother me. It, like it bothered me that it could do anything at any time that he needed it to do. It no longer felt like a piece of, you know, space age, sciencey tech. And it just felt like this magical whatever because it needed to happen. Just like Iron Man needed to have more of a guilt complex at the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. Thor needed to do Thor things and forget about the fact that his... Thor needed to spend 45 minutes on a subplot that fucking ultimately led to yeah. nothing. And it was a complete waste of time. Yeah. And I completely agree with you, man. Let, Look, let, that's let's forget thing. that it's we like... open on a genocide and don't really feel the emotional weight of that. At all, right? He's just like, oh, they killed half my people. Where are your other half of your people then? Like, that never gets questioned where, or asked. Where are they? Did, did the I rest know, of them dude. just end up floating around in space because Thanos killed yeah. the other half? Because he's they're a fucking swimming. Well, apparently you can live out in space, so they're just like fucking breaststroking out into the vast void of nothingness. Just trying to I don't to know, man. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you have to give them credit for doing something that seems very, like, declarative with the yeah. ending but it's just the movie itself was a little cold i mean there's no other way to say it it was just a cold movie i don't know how you fix it you know like opening five compl- minutes 
Yeah, go so ahead. Thanos vacationing. He's got the sunscreen on his nose and under his eyes. He's got his wife and a Gamora. And... A big hat, sunglasses, just chilling. You know, are you or... taking this to like Marvel Universe Death Wish? Is that what you're about to do? Because I'm going to be so fucking on fire about that. Because um, think about that. Like maybe Nebula doesn't get murdered, but she gets broken beyond repair, and that's why he has to put her into a fucking robot. Like origin story, man. I was actually going in a totally different direction. Ah, uh, fuck. All right, go on. Thanos is watching a sunset. He has a heart attack. He dies, and the Avengers oh, are like, "We need a scapegoat. Like we need to get revenge somehow." So they turn it into a weekend at Bernie's type situation. They're propping him up. Yeah. yeah, propping him up. He's still wearing the sunglasses the whole movie or whatever. And it's like, oh, Thanos, we killed him. And then they like shoot him or something. Uh, yeah. and then Scarlet the Witch the is movie. very clearly on the side of the film, moving his mouth with her fucking kinetic power. <laughs> and it's just like, we can see you. Just live on national television. Like, we got him, guys. Mission accomplished. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is just a political cover up film. Um, and meanwhile, where your heroes fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like Captain America was a morally stand up guy. Now he's fucking water gating in here. Right. Meanwhile, we got Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks at the post <laughs> and they, they break the story. They break it wide open. The Avengers all God. go to they all go to jail and we end the movie uh, with the MCU completely shutting down altogether. Like when they were in jail at the end of Civil War, but everyone indiscriminately. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe, throw the we gas could, maybe we could bring in Squirrel Girl, you know, just at the end as like a little nod to the fans. And it's like she's the future of the MCU now. We just end with her winking at the camera. Do you know how bold it would be if Marvel was like, Squirrel Girl, our new Iron Man? I'd be like, holy shit. Like, that, that I would, would give them whatever much money they wanted. I would, I would so be down to see what they would do with that. That, that would be like a level of bravery that would surpass the Iron Man 3 twist, which most people hated, but I loved. I loved it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I am, I'm one of two people in the world who apparently really like Iron Man 3. I think oh, Iron Man 3 is the best of all the Iron Mans, I to be honest. Like, I do, too. Um, I thought, yeah, it, it was great. Uh, he's, you know, hanging out with a little kid the whole time and he's not being Iron Man. He's just being Tony Stark. Tony Stark isn't really a character anymore is what I kind of realized after this movie, because in one movie he has a guilt complex in another movie, he's like a dad figure in another movie. He's, you know, cracking jokes in another movie. He's completely depressed. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> he's all over the map. I don't know who he is anymore. I miss the well, times I mean, when he was hanging out with Obadiah Stane and talking about, <laughs> you know, weapons and like, we shouldn't make weapons. Open that never bothered you like about the first Iron Man movie where it's just like, I got an Iron Man suit. Oh yeah. Well, I got a bigger Iron Man suit and that's the whole fucking yeah. third act fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, well, that, that was like yeah, back in a weird cool. time in superhero movies where they were just like, uh, I guess we'll do the same thing for the villain too. Like Hulk, <laughs> he fights another Hulk. Yeah, that's true, man. The first couple are very much just like, all right, what he is, but uglier. Yeah. And fight him. Yeah. And that's the whole fucking villain. Yeah. Um, isn't it weird to you that Tony just indiscriminately decides to stop producing weapons? Wouldn't that put hundreds of thousands of people out of work? Like, what are they going to pivot to exactly? <laughs> what, what's his business plan here? Obadiah is totally in the right outside of the whole funding terrorist thing. Yeah, I mean that's the one, the one chink in the armor, as they say. He's a but businessman, uh, you know, he's got to buy those cigars with some kind of money. <laughs> he's got to buy cigars. Why cigars? Like he's got all the money in the world. You're like cigars. That's it. I he's, mean, I, I. By the way, why is that just a fucking like? 
Every fucking rich asshole in the world is always chomping on a cigar like it's a big brown cock, and I've never understood this. Like, why do people like cigars so much? Are you a cigar guy? I, I mean, I don't smoke at all. I used to, and even when I was a smoker, I did not like cigars because uh, I didn't realize you weren't supposed to inhale, and I threw up, and I was like, I'm done with cigars. What's the, what's the point, then? Like, what's the point if you got to be Bill Clinton lying to Congress? You know what I mean? Like, I never inhaled. Like, what? Like, what? What? what what's the point of it? I don't understand. You're you're, you're asking the wrong uh, the wrong ex smoker. I couldn't. It's tell just. You. I'm just saying. Every rich motherfucker who's just like, eh, man, yeah. like that's all they sound like. Every every other word is that, and then there's chomping on a goddamn cigar, and I don't understand that it's a it's a sign of power. You know, like I think cigar, I think Castro, not because like, the Cubans make cigars, just because he was always mm-hmm. rocking one. You know what I mean? I, I think Dr. Strange loves Sterling Hayden, you know, just a lot of phallic imagery <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> fluoridation to water. Um, I, I don't understand cigars. I don't understand Cuban cigars. I don't need to. I have a rich uncle uh, named Uncle Eddie. He's not even my uncle. He's like yeah. my great uncle. Is he Tony Stark rich? Or? He's Tony Soprano rich, at least. Hey, that's not that's bad. That's pretty good. I right? mean, that, that's nothing to sneeze at, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, that's like shoot for the moon. Even <laughs> if you miss, you'll land among the yeah, stars, well, sort of it, deal. He's still right? got one of the two Tonys. You know, that that's something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he he used to brag all the time about how he could get Cuban cigars, um, you know, through back channels or whatever, and how he could have from an actual Cuban on Cuban bread, <laughs> like smuggled into the country. <laughs> like he was just really proud of that Cuban connection, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'd get them all the time because Tampa and Ybor City and you're not supposed to have them, but you, you would totally get them if you just know where to look. So it is one of those things, but I've never understood it. You know, I always thought like one day I'd be a, a whiskey and a cigar guy and I do love whiskey, but I've never converted to the cigar of it all. Maybe because I don't want to complete my transformation into fucking dirt bag. But, yeah. you know, we can't outrun our destinies forever, man. That's all I know. <laughs> Eventually, the cigars will find you, Um, you know. Yeah, man. You got to embrace time catches up to everyone. <laughs> you got to embrace that cigar life. I, I just feel like they're really bad for you. So uh, why, why fuck with them? I fuck with enough things that are bad with me. I eat fast food constantly. Cause that's all that's open when I'm awake. I work nights by the way. That's true. Uh, and the only reason I'm not morbidly obese is cause I walk a lot by, by necessity, not by choice. Yeah, New York has kept me skinny for the sake that I have to walk everywhere, yeah. you know. So like you, you, you stay uh, fit, which is nice. But other than that, I'd be you know so obese it would hurt me. There'd be two Christians. Yeah. I'd be about two hundred pounds heavier, and then I'd probably die. You'd probably see me on the news them like getting a crane to lift me out of my second story <laughs> apartment. Cable snaps, fucking breaks the roof. <laughs> you know, we made a bigger mess than was already here. We fucked up. <laughs> Call someone uh, else. We're out. They pack up. You're just yeah. fucking lying face down. They, they, they just build a wall around me. They don't even bother. Brick it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Fat Max. Uh, uh, I've never seen you, Fat dude. As long as I, as long as we've been friends, and we've been friends. You know, I'll tell you something, dude. Uh, I loved our our episode last week, our episode eight, because it was kind of the first time we've ever infused some real backstory into uh, or whatever. But like, yeah, I've known you since we were like 10 or 11 and uh, you have always been the same skinny fuck. Like I have hated you for being able to eat anything that you want (laughs) and always staying skinny. You know what I mean? That was pretty annoying. Um, But I was trying to think, I mean, it's weird because I wanted to tell another story from yesteryear. But we have yeah. so many, and I also don't know what you're comfortable 
putting out into the world. That's the other large problem, you know, because <laughs> okay. the one I'm thinking of initially is the first time for something at your house uh, sure. that I would love to tell. Yeah, yeah, that one, second one. Yeah, I would love to tell that story, but we don't have to because you might get a little freaked out by it. Or yeah. if nothing else, I wanted to tell the secondary story, which is sort of about that, but when I didn't do shit, but I had to watch you and Johnny and your dad came <laughs> in the morning. Like that might be one of my favorite fucking stories ever. Um, you know what, what? uh, if you, if you want to tell it, go for it. Um, let's just mark the time here and I'll, I'll make an executive decision, uh, about whether or not we should, (laughs) if only just because people at work listen to this, I told my boss about it. Um, my mom might listen to this at some point in her life. I mean, what's your mom going to do? That's my point. My mom listened to my fucking podcast. So what if I suck dick? No, I'm just, you know, joking. But what if I do anything? It's like, you're allowed to to do things in your life you were a kid we were 17 18 years old yeah, we're talking true. about the time that me and max murdered someone at his house and hit yeah. the body like that yeah. is the real thing that happened no actually do do tell me this man fuck all those other stories all right tell all me right. about the time that you uh ate the fucking lily of the valley or the angel flower plant in your house do you remember this on accident or something like that oh uh, so um angel trumpet plants are a common that's what it was in yeah. florida um, and I think in South America and they're used, uh, unbeknownst to me at the time, we had one in our backyard cause we had this huge backyard with lots of plants. Uh, and these are beautiful flowers, like this blooming, huge trumpet like flower, uh, that apparently shamanic tribes use, um, as a like religious rite. You, you brew this tea and you, you drink it and you have this insane religious experience because it's the most, it's one of the most powerful psychedelics you can take, but it's also highly toxic. It can cause psychosis, um, delusions, uh, you black out, etc. Again, I didn't know any of this. So I'm in my backyard. But why, but, 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 uh, let me just interject. Why did you still think to eat, eat a plant? Like whether you knew what it was or not, what's the backstory of the eating the plant? I did not eat it. Um, I inhaled it oh. by accident. Um, what we were oh. doing, me and my dad were clearing brush out of our backyard because we had brush in the yard somehow. I don't really know what brush is, but, you know, yeah. twigs and shit. Um, anyway, we were clipping back the angel trumpets or whatever. We threw it in a pile and we burned it all. Uh, what I didn't realize at the time is that, you know, you can get high. You can get fucked up from uh, inhaling angel trumpet smoke and uh the smoke i started noticing was coming out green which i thought was what? weird and, it, and like, naturally you see green and you think oh yeah i can oh, inhale this i'm gonna, gonna be safe in this um and that's exactly what i did i was what 15 16 anyways i i lost significant chunks of time i know i went to my room um, I laid down. I started having a panic attack. I get up. I start seeing out of the corner of my eye all of my friends, everyone from high school, everyone I've ever fucking met, and they were all talking about me all around me. But I, every time I turned to look at them, they would just like scurry away. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then I lost about five hours, and then I woke up and I felt uh, really shitty. And that is the story. My- of the time that I inhaled angel trumpet uh, smoke. Don't do it, kids. It's not fun. 
I remember you telling me one bit about this because you said that I was here for it, where you went to the bathroom to look at look in the mirror mm-hmm. and then you looked in the mirror and your eyes were closed. But you were looking at yourself in the mirror with your eyes closed. Oh, yeah, that, that wasn't terrifying at all. That was super fun. For me. <laughs> um, yeah. If you if you ever go in the bathroom and you look in the mirror, you should normally expect your eyes to be open. But no, not not for me. Not this guy. Not that day. Do you think that your eyes were actually open or do you think that your eyes were closed and you were hallucinating the reflection? That that question has haunted me for 13 (laughs) goddamn years. I don't know to this day if my eyes were open or not. I don't even know if I was in the bathroom or not. I could have imagined the whole thing. I might have just like had a, a weird dream for five hours and then woken up. Who knows? Yeah, man. I believe um, that. I, I yeah, um, I looked it up online, and uh, apparently, yeah, like people uh, freak out on it. They jump through plate glass windows. They kill themselves. They run into traffic, like all sorts of horrific shit. So, at the end of the day, I made out okay. I, I you know, I worked it out. I love that, man. Um, <laughs> I wanted to tell two two different stories. I wanted to tell the story of when I watched you. You can make an executive decision to cut it out if you want sure, to. Sure, sure. But I'll tell my story first, which is one where you watched me, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, listen, like, I'm going to give a fuck. I don't do drugs. I'm not like a druggy guy, you know. But when I was younger, I did some acid because yeah. who the fuck doesn't? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to own up to my stupid childhood mistakes. So I, I remember this one time. we um, You didn't do shit. But it was the day that me, you, Nick, and Matt Douse, for some reason, went to the movie. <laughs> you liked Matt Douse? <laughs> he was just always there, and he didn't do anything. He was just there. It was great. Yeah, he was the best, man. I remember him talking to me about Beowulf. He's like, yo, when does he do I am Beowulf? And it's like, he does it like 20 times in the movie. He's like, that's my movie, man. I got to go watch it now. <laughs> So anyway, that lovable motherfucker is hanging out with us, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the plan was. Like, we get out of high... It's like a Friday, and mm-hmm. immediately after school, I, I go over to your house, and you're like, take this. And so I, I don't know why, but I just took it, took some acid, right? And then we drive all over town for a minute, and we're going to go see Speed Racer, okay? This is May 5th, 2008, because mm-hmm. that's when Speed Racer came out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go see Speed Racer with our friends at like five or six, but we have to kill a couple hours, right? So I take this thing at like three something, and then we're just driving around. And as we're driving around, like the clouds are so pretty, but they turn into like fucking Sega Genesis, like pixelated clouds as they're going past me. And I'm like, whoa, dude, do you see that? You're like, I see clouds, Christian. Like (laughs) you were not very, you were not very happy with me, I think, because you were just like this fucking asshole is seeing everything and I'm seeing nothing. So we drive around and that's cool. And I'm like, pretty tripping hard and everything's scary and then we go to campbell's Dairyland for a second and this is some shit i'll never forget man mm. we get to campbell's Dairyland, we park we get out of the car and as we get out of the car a car s- screeches past us like going really fast in the parking lot and the scariest fucking cackle laugh that i've ever heard like <laughs> fucking wicked we- like w- w- wicked west of the east shit you know what mm. i mean like or the, i don't even know where that bitch is from east coast west coast she was evil and like <laughs> it was so scary and again you guys are sober so i have to turn to you being like did that just happen dude yeah. or am i fucked up and you're like no that just happened man <laughs> and i'm like i'm still fucked up though this is horrifying so we do that for a minute campbell Dairyland, all that fucking jazz then we go to uh we go to the movies right yeah. and i'll never forget this shit because Nick and Johnny are also fucked up. Like they started around the same time that we started just in separate places. We all right. met up at the movie somehow. 
And um, I remember us going to go to Speed Racer. Everyone else bought tickets. I was poor as fuck. Nick worked at the movies at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So Nick uh, was going to get me in with him. Mm-hmm. But if you work at the movies, you have to make, like, there has to be a certain amount of uh, seats open before you can get free seats, right. blah, 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 blah. So, like, it wasn't a sure thing that we were going to get in. So I remember, like, we're sitting outside. We're waiting for Nick and Johnny to show up. And then we look over. And I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever forget this in my life. Nick and Johnny had just come from the dollar store. Mm-hmm. And he had bought, like, fake knight armor. <laughs> Like the fucking helmets and like a fake sword. It was like galloping towards us. Uh-huh. And this is Friday in Brandon, all right? So this is like a busy movie theater. And he's just like riding an imaginary horse through a crowd, like trying to fucking talk to everybody. And then my favorite part of the story ever, which is just uh Johnny comes up to us looking super fucking scared, like mm-hmm. scared to death, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fucking's like, hey man, so you know like the kind of paranoid you feel like when you're on acid? And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Okay that but my fucking mom is over there and i'm like oh shit your mom he's like and her mom and i'm like your grandmother he's like no nah, her mom and i'm like that's the same thing johnny he's like doesn't matter man they're both over there. losing his shit he's yeah. like scared to death about it and he's telling me the story about how like his mom and grandma see him and his grandma's like come here like waving him over mm-hmm. to be friendly and he's like no i'm good on that and she's like no come here like trying to get him over he's he's freaked out like he's yeah. like you know we've all been in that situation where we're like suddenly the fucking you know yeah, the synapses are firing and, yeah. and you gotta deal with some shit yeah horrifying i mean we have how many stories of this do we have because we have the one where my brother came where it was me you and um, jackson i have one <laughs> where i think you were there uh johnny was watching us and he got really drunk uh did a strip show with an indian headdress and yeah. aviator sunglasses um me, took me a bunch and of pictures there. of yeah. it put it on my myspace um like full but your mom saw full yeah. new johnny um my mom comes home with johnny drunk passed out with an indian headdress and aviator sunglasses i'm on three hits of acid and i've got to like yeah you know he had a little bit to drink oh my god we so to- fucking owned it i was so proud of us for i mean I may, here's the thing all right Years later, all right, so if I can interrupt this story to tell another story, which is one time we did the same thing, and we all did it at my house because I had an open house, and I was dating a a girl named Layla at the time, and so none of this was a problem, really, but my brother was supposed to, like, come and check up on us or whatever, and so I had had to tell him beforehand, hey, I want Layla to stay over the night with me, right, Mm -hmm. and then I tried to do it, but I didn't get a hold of him. And then I like we started doing this and then I left my phone downstairs. So, you know, how time warps, dude. You think it's been five minutes, it's suddenly been three hours. And I remember going downstairs, grabbing my fucking phone, seeing that I had seven missed calls from my brother and being like horrified. And so I call him back immediately and I like look out the window, the front window, and I'm calling him. And as I call him, I see him start walking towards the front door. And I'm just like, is that that's weird. I'm calling a guy and that's like I'm imagining him come up here and I'm like I like I see the phone ringing in his hand on his person walking towards the door. Still not processing that, that he's about to walk you? through the door. No, because thankfully my brother doesn't see anything. You know, oh, horrible, yeah. horrible thing to say. But like, hey, being blind has really helped me out for once. <laughs> so he comes home, dude, and he's just like, I'm like, oh, I just tried to call you. He's like, oh, really? Did you? Hmm. Interesting, right? And then I remember he like walks upstairs, and you and Jackson are like on the floor playing with like glitter fucking balls or something like that. I have no idea, silly string or something, and like. I, I, if I can interject here, we, oh, were, please what we do. were doing, please do. we were watching the DVD version of the Beatles love 
in like 5.1 or 7.1 oh, surround sound in your, in your theater room on yeah, repeat. Yeah. And all it was was just the Beatles love logo and that's it. No movement, no nothing. And me and Jackson were just staring at it. Because it was moving. That's the thing. Right. Yeah, it was moving. Yeah. And then your brother walks in and I go to like shake his hand because I think that's appropriate. He obviously knows that I'm fucked up because I've been like staring with childlike wonder at a, at a non-moving screen. Um, and I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. Which you had met him multiple times by then, by the way. So I thought that was your first giveaway. <laughs> was that like, yeah. nice to meet and I, you. I what? was really proud of myself. Uh, I was like, I'm, no, you did really well. My I'm point pulling, is this. I'm pulling this right. off. Yeah. So he gets really mad that Layla's there and that no one told him. And, I, and I'm like, but I told Barbie, his girlfriend, I told her hours ago. And I wanted, so it's not that I was trying to pull a fast one on you. And he's like, what? Barbie's like, I'd never heard that. I'm like being a fucking asshole. Anyway, so this happens. And he's like, you need to bring Layla down here right now. So me and Layla are like in the kitchen with my brother. Mm-hmm. And we're like, it's the most tense situation ever. And all the lights are off because I'm scared that even though this fucker is blind, if he turns the lights on and he sees my eyes, it's just yeah. going to be like anime fucking circle mm-hmm. eyes, you know? And so we're just like, it's the most tense situation ever. And I'm just like, so holding my shit together. So proud of myself. Right. And then basically he just makes some fucking joke about like, if you get her pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And then all the tension's gone. Like everyone laughs. And suddenly <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, thank God that like, that's over. Yeah. Um, me and my brother never, ever, ever talked about this again until like a year ago or something. And he straight up puts it on front street. He's like, by the way, I just want you to know that I knew that you were fucked up and all your friends were on acid that day. And I didn't say a goddamn thing. So never say I'm not a good brother to you. And honestly, at that moment, I was like, all right, you like, you deserve some fucking points. And saying all of this to say that I am positive that your mom had to fucking know, dude, because I don't think that you're nearly as inconspicuous as you think you well, are. Yeah, Cause I was talking you know? to her and trying to explain away Johnny being passed out while her yeah. face was melting in front of me. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, uh, he had a little <laughs> bit to drink, you know, how Johnny gets sometimes whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Is it there- worked out, but I don't Is know. there anything scarier than someone you love's face when you're on that? I remember one time I did shrooms with uh, Nick. It was like the last time I've ever done any of that shit, really. Mm. And I did that with Nick, and we went to Bush Gardens and stuff, and then we ended up coming back to the house and watching, like, Kill Bill while listening to, like, Man Man Records, okay? So it was, like, a really weird day. But I remember seeing someone that, like, I really loved that day, and it was, like, so weird to see their face in a different way because you've seen it a thousand times, but suddenly yeah. this thing is making you, like – it's pointed. It's more pointed. It's rougher. I see every pore. I see yeah. everything that's yeah. wrong with this. <laughs> and it really scared me. There's nothing worse than that, man. But to bring it all the way back to initial story, which is now we're at the movies, we're going to go watch Speed Racer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick cannot get us into that movie. So instead, the three of us go to see Horton Hears a Who. Yep. Um, equally amazing film for for tripping, by the way. I, I think the opening three minutes of that movie, what which we saw, were the best three minutes of any movie I've ever seen. So, so if, if, but I, I, got to, if I can just yeah, jump in sober me. Uh, yeah, I needed to know your perspective. Yeah, please jump in. Um, so, so we had split into two camps where we had, uh, I think it was, what, Johnny and Nick with Jackson, and Jackson was watching them at the dollar store. And Jackson was, yes. Jackson was pissed. Because he was trying to corral an upset Johnny and a tripping balls Nick in a in a theme park dollar store environment for like two hours or whatever it was. And meanwhile, like you're chill as hell. I'm hanging with you and Matt Douse of all people. Matt Douse was sober, right? Um, yeah, he was sober. Yeah, it was just me. Uh, anyway, we get into Horton. Here's a who. 
And there's one part where a monkey holds up two bananas to his eyes as if they're binoculars. And Nick, we're sitting in the very back, starts Top screaming, yeah. laughing until he's on the floor and he's shrieking. And we're in the middle. It's like a daytime showing yeah. on a kids Sunday. everywhere. Kids, kids everywhere. everywhere. And this, yeah. you know, this like 18 year old is screaming in the back. So we get him out. We like usher. Yeah. Him by the way, do you not remember that that, that that was a moment break of my trip where I, I was sober as a fucking judge on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was just like, uh, "We need to get him out of here." We both like mm-hmm. agreed to it, and then as soon as I got back out of the door, I was gone again. Yeah. I was like a fucking gelatin, like yeah. skeleton. Well, because you you have to remember, Nick was tripping at the place that he works. <sighs> what a bad idea! Yeah. Like, why why would we have done that? <laughs> like, now we have the fucking 20, 2020 <laughs> hindsight, yeah. but. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't know what decision making was going into that. I don't think any was. But then we drove around and listened to Radiohead, and uh, it was all it was all gravy. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I'm gonna wrap it up here because I know we're at 56 minutes. But yeah, Radiohead, driving through Radiohead, listening to two plus two equals five mm-hmm. as the sun went down. Now I have to tell you, when I first got that album, Hail to the Thief, I got some weird track listing version. And I did not know that that was the version mm-hmm. that I had. Like, I didn't know that what I had wasn't the real version. I it, mine always started with the gloaming. Oh, like I put the first song was the gloaming. And I'm like, this sounds like an opening song, right? Mm-hmm. Like slowly builds. Like so, when we put on Hail to the Thief and two plus two equals five came on. Yeah, like I, my entire life changed for some reason. Like it was <laughs> such a stupid moment. But I was like, wait, this isn't what? What is this? And then when you get to the part where he's like, because and the breakdown in that song, right? Like all I can say about any of these drugs is like, do them if you can handle that shit, but don't do them too often because they will fuck with you. But you will have this weird understanding of how everything is completely compartmentalized mm-hmm. and yet how it's all connected. Yeah. And I had never until that moment until hearing Radiohead where I'm like, oh, my God, I hear every single instrument separately. But I see I hear it together at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the sun setting behind the Tampa skyline. It was just, like, this really beautiful fucking moment. <laughs> and it was, like, the highlight of my night for the most part, right? right? Do you remember how this night ends, though? Because this is one of those moments where I go back and I think about it. And I'm like, you have many moments where you were, like, my fucking brother. You know what I mean? But this is the one I, I think about the most, man, which is, like, it's no secret. I have, like, really bad anxiety sometimes. And I've had that my t- entire life, like, since you've yeah. known me. And we... uh like, you know, it was time to like fucking go to sleep. It was like 12 at night, 11 or one o'clock in the morning or some shit like sure. that. And you're like, I'm, I'm sleepy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So you go to sleep and I'm watching the worst stand up special <laughs> that I have ever seen. I don't know if it's bad. Mm-hmm. I just know that I'm on acid and it's horrible. Okay. <laughs> um, He's doing some joke about how like Moses was lost in the when he's wandering for 40 years and like the Jews are yelling at him. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, fuck this guy. I hate him, you know? <laughs> And so I have to wake you up because I am like having a panic attack while on acid. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I like, I need you. I'm sorry. Like, I need you to be up. I can't do it. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. have to leave if, if I, and you like straight up get up, you make me some sleepy time tea and we watch the Simpsons for two and a half hours until I pass out. <laughs> and I was just like, this might be the greatest fucking dude I've ever met in my entire life. You know what I mean? And I, every week I'm going to endear these people to our fucking friendship and brotherhood every single week with a story like that. Because the more and more I think about it, it's just like, I, you know, we've said it before. I don't get how we didn't talk for years. Yeah. So fucking stupid. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing that I've done. I've done a lot of dumb things, yeah, man. Like, me trust too. me. Uh, so 
you know, there you go, kids. Drugs make make friendships. You yeah. know, I guess that's the parting words that I want to make here. If you find some drugs, do them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling the truth, I'm not making 